0: guys thanks for tuning in so i just wanted to preface this uh little mini episode by saying this is the first episode in our series called the science of skin we are very much dedicated here to true scientific research um and true findings and really honing in on the overall um you know idea of being curious and being scientifically curious because that's how all new discoveries are made and um I hope you enjoyed the series. If you have any ideas or topics you'd like to hear about, discuss, um, please let us know, send us a message, send us an email. Um, I will be inviting on dermatologists, scientists, uh, you know, uh, researchers, a lot of different kinds of people for this series in the future. But for now, it's me and it's my commentary and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much. So this is in response to all of my uh, dermatologist friends who love claiming things about um, medical research rather than just staying in the realm of clinical studies and clinical results, which is what they're used to as clinicians. Um, First of all, there are many claims being made by the skincare industry that is very much based on a more research-based approach. It is very... um, molecular nature and requires us to understand that there are multiple roles of multiple um, ingredients that are used in skin care that are outside the realm of clinical science. Now, clinical science, when I say that, it implies the use of either a pharmaceutical agent or something that is that can prove to have pharmaceutical potential in a clinical setting and then seeing results. That is not what the idea of Skincare, in my opinion, is. I think that, I, you know, it really needs to be relayed that we cannot keep looking at things in this micro lens, you know, perspective. For example, copper peptides. Let's talk about copper peptides. I understand that on, in a clinical setting and in a clinical approach and mindset and perspective, that copper peptides make no sense because, you know, the stratum corneum is it, it's composed of keratinocytes and you know keratin is something that is essentially impermeable well the problem here is that one we don't know if the copper peptide serums that are out in the market um, are helpful or not because for example most of them are tied to a A natural biological molecule that is really actually involved in antioxidant effects, um, you know, creating a more anti-inflammatory, you know, environment on the top of your skin. So there are benefits there. Secondly, um, in terms of actual molecular mechanisms of copper, copper is not only utilized in collagen production. It is utilized by the body in many anti-inflammatory pathways, which have been studied by many um, PhDs, researchers. Um, These are the people that really study the molecular pathways, and they are the ones that we should be trusting rather than just clinicians. Um, No hate, I am also, you know, In the realm of clinical sciences, but unless you've done the bench work and the bench research yourself, and you've seen um, actual in vitro studies firsthand, and you've measured gene expression or measured some sort of you know clinical marker or you know research biomedical marker yourself and have data to say that this does not work, then I really don't care about your clinical opinion because it does not matter. Clinical scientists firmly based on FDA-approved studies, which the FDA only approves a very limited amount of drugs that most of the time actually cause more harm than good. Um, injecting ridiculous amounts of botulinum toxin into your skin is not, my, in my opinion as a medical professional, the first go-to method to, you know, fixing your skin. I think that it definitely, obviously has its potentials, it has its worth in the clinical setting, I understand that, but when it comes to biomedical research, when it comes to actual nitty-gritty, you know, bench research, I can guarantee you that, you know, a plethora of PhDs will disagree and often say that by Examining the role of molecules and the way that they interact with our normal physiology is worth looking at. For example, you know, I I mentioned copper. Another one, um, another thing is something like any other element, you know, pick anything, anything that's a cofactor or something in an enzymatic reaction. The body is not made to create targeted um, delivery of these cofactors. Even in our normal body, in our normal physiology, the way things work is not via, you know, a vehicle-controlled mechanism where it is going directly to the source, directly to the enzyme, and working like that. No, everything is carried through our blood supply. Everything is carried, um, you know, in a way that wherever something is deficient, that is where our body is going to take it through our blood supply. That is the normal physiology of the of every organ in the body, so to make claims that this this does not work or this does not work or absolutely not is absolutely ridicu- uh, ridiculous and it's ludicrous because you don't know, you have not done the bench research. Like I said, so I am somebody who has an extensive research background. I have talked to many many, um, you know, acclaimed PhDs in the field of dermatology in the field of you know skin health that are looking at the mechanisms of the skin and the multiple layers in a very detailed approach. And I can promise you that there's a lot more to this picture than just saying yes or no. This gray area that is defining dermatology and it is defining um, breakthroughs in dermatological sciences is something that needs to be explored further rather than just telling people yes or no. Now, I, you know, I am not in any way advocating um, the overuse of any kind of product, whether it's skincare or Botox, whether it's FDA approved or not. I am definitely not advocating for that, but I am not going to sit here and allow for this black and white explanation that a lot of my dermatology friends, a lot of dermatologists like to offer. It is absolute bullshit. I think that we need to dive deeper. We need to look deeper. When you think outside of the box which is the entire premise of biomedical research and you know it is worth taking a look at so yeah that's my rant but you know i really hope you guys take a listen to this i really hope you understand what i'm saying it just does not make sense to say yes or no when you do not know the answers firsthand if you want to say yes or no i urge all of my clinician friends to go into the lab and create a study, and do the research, and then show me your numbers, and then make claims. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys keep tuning in to our episodes. Thanks.